Amen. And thank you, John. All right. Well, we are finally at the fruit of the Spirit. I know some of you are like, that's the part I've been waiting for. That's my favorite part of Galatians. I don't know any of the rest of it, but that's my favorite part. But today we're actually talking about walking in the Spirit. What a wonderful phrase that is. You ever thought about walking in the Spirit? For a lot of us, that's more philosophical than practical. I mean, how do we walk in the Spirit? What is walking in the Spirit? Is it like astral projection? Spirit? Lucid dreaming? outer body experience. No, Paul here is speaking very practical into our lives, walking in the Spirit. To understand first walking in the Spirit, we must realize, first understand that if you have accepted Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, all who belong to Him has the presence and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has come and made you its temple. That means it lives in you. Now, you may be walking in the Spirit sometimes and not so much other times. But the Spirit has come and dwelt within you if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. He indwells you, lives within you. Ain't that wonderful? We can corrupt our temple. Fill it with all kinds of nonsense. We cannot listen to the Holy Spirit, but it's there. That's amazing. Now, so we got the Holy Spirit that's living in you. The word in the Greek, remember, was that counselor, that one who comes beside you, walks with you. So we're walking in the Holy Spirit, though. Walking doesn't mean that we're going to be with the Holy Spirit every first Thursday of the month when we go for Hikers Club. Walking means it's the course of your life. As you travel down the path of life, you're either walking down the path that leads to fullness of life or the path that leads to destruction you're either walking with the spirit or you're walking with the flesh it's a continuous habit of lifestyle it's life itself so when you walk in the spirit it means that you are following the course of life led by the holy spirit And the opposite of that is being walking in a path that leads, that's being led by the flesh. Now the flesh refers to more than just the skin on your bones. It refers to your mind, your will, your emotions, all that thing that is subject and not fully redeemed there's the word i'm looking for not fully redeemed 
because we're still in a fallen state. We won't be fully glorified until we get that ending resting point after we leave these mortal coils behind. And the flesh being fallen is opposed to the spirit. It's sinful. It's temptation. It's, it's leading us down that path that leads. It's what feels good right now, whatever the consequences. And Paul tells us the fruits of the flesh. Galatians 19 uh, through 21. Now the works of the flesh are sexual immorality. Now, oh, that's a fun word in the Greek. That word right there is pornea. That's where we get the word pornography from. The word pornography, pornea, refers to any illicit sexual activity that's not of healthy. And it can include things like adultery and premarital sex. Bestiality, incest, prostitute, there's a whole list of them in the Old Testament. Things that are not healthy in your sexual relationship. It says, sex, stay away from sexual immorality, immoral impurities, promiscu promiscuity. When's the last time you used promiscuity in a sentence? Maybe if you read one of them older books, they were promiscuous. Promiscuity means lacking restraint in sensuality. Idolatry, sorcery, or witchcraft. You know, the word sorcery or witchcraft right there, that uh, refers um, in the Greek, it's, it's pharmakia. Uh, it means, it's where we get uh, pharmacy from. The word there refers to... Um, Using drugs in this sense, it means to use drugs to attempt to communicate with the deities. Um, which, let's be honest, I've I had my conversation with you. Some of you were doing that in the 60s. <laughs> I've had my conversations with you. You told me all about them 60s. Using drugs to attempt to, we might say, enlighten our minds, reach higher limits. This was in the, the language of the Bible has been translated as sorcery or, or witchcraft. As we read through this list, you know, we, we, we've got, it's, we can see that they are divided into sections. Religious sins, such as idolatry, source, sensual sins, sexual morality, moral promiscuity, drunkenness, carousing, social sins, such as hatred, strife, jealousy, outburst of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, factions. Factions, in this case, is probably referring to um, groups within the church. Um, 
trying to think of the word, the newer word, clicks. That's the word you guys would know. Clicks within the church. You know, I've never been to a church that hasn't struggled with that. We gather within the church and we have our own special gatherings. And it says, don't do that. Envy. These are the things of the flesh. But he, Paul doesn't just stop there with the things of that, that, you know, a lot of times that's where we say, well, we don't want to do those things. But if it's not on that list, we're okay. <laughs> but what he says, he continues on, he says, but the fruit of the Spirit. And he's going to list nine of them. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. He's going to list nine of them. We're going to spend nine weeks on each one of these fruits. He says, the spirit who dwells within the believer gives, and this is a gift. You don't have to pay for it. You don't have to earn it. What you do have to do is grow it. Uh, a gift of the a fruit doesn't just grow. You have to you have to tend it. These gifts, and they're filled, and they are love, joy, and peace. These are wonderful God traits. Patience, kindness, goodness. These point to others. Faithfulness, gentleness, self control. These are self traits. This is a wonderful. You know what Paul is mimicking here? That quote. That Jesus said when he asked, what's the greatest commandment? It says, love God, love your neighbor as yourself. And these are traits that if we cultivate them, they will help us, they will guide us, they will grow loving God and loving our neighbor as ourselves. And as we walk in the Spirit, it demonstrates that we are in progress. We are in movement. This isn't like you just woke up one day and God said, and boom, you're patient. <laughs> Though most of us wish that was true. How does fruit grow? Over time... And cultivation. So if you want to be patient, guess what you're going to have to do? Practice being patient. Because as we walk with the Holy Spirit, we're going to have lots of opportunities to show kindness, love, joy, peace, patience. As we mature in the faith, and I'm not talking about just age here, Age and maturity in Christ do not always coincide. Some of you are like, I'm mature. You're old. <laughs> Got to mature in Christ as we mature in life. And see, because I've known some people that, that they mature Physically, maybe, maybe emotionally, and hopefully mentally. But for some reason, they stopped growing spiritually. I know some of you know that person too. 
I mean, we all have this temptation within ourselves, don't we? Some of you were young and you never grew. Maybe never, someone never discipled you. See, that, that's, that's where some, some churches got it wrong. They said, we just said, well, we're going to evangelize and get you across that hell line and then we don't care about you anymore. And you never discipled. You were never given the opportunity to grow. Some of you fell in that boat. It's an unfortunate reality that I have seen. Some of you were once on fire, but then you became stagnant for whatever happened. Life happened. And you stopped growing. Some of you got old physically and said, well, that's good enough. And you can determine what old is. You know, got that attitude, I'm good where I'm at. But God has called us, as long as we're living, to keep walking in the Spirit. We're going to keep growing in these things, becoming more and more like Him. And we have this list that we can, we can try to make into a check. You know, I've talked about how checklists, this isn't about a checklist, you know. Patient, check. I'm patient ish <laughs> enough to get that check <laughs> it's close stuff for government work these are things we have this list that that allows us to say this is the direction that i should be heading these are the qualities that i want to work on these are the things that i want and then we have another list that says these are some of the things that are not healthy for us. Because what Paul's doing is saying, if you want to walk a life of, uh, of the Holy Spirit, these are the attitudes that we focus on, and we put away these other attitudes that are all about our selfish desires, about what feels good now. See, patience and kindness, and these are long-term attitudes sexual immorality and drugs attacked for and and orgies and whatever else was on that list these are short-term gratifications instant gratifications they make you feel good for a minute but then they leave you hanging and they lay down the path of destruction and so he says let's walk a healthy lifestyle and says, so let's focus on this health. And so we, we have this list that we can evaluate our lives and say, okay, where am I lacking in some of these good areas? And where is it a little too strong on some of these other areas? And you know what? You see an area and you say, say well, I want to put this one to bed. But you know what? We can't just say, okay, I want to stop being angry. Some of you guys have tried this. You ever said, I'm going to stop being angry? Does it work? It doesn't work. I'm going to stop uh, sexual immorality. You just can't just, I'm going I'm to stop being alcoholic. It doesn't just stop. We have to instead fill it with the fruit of the Spirit. I'm going to stop being angry. I know I've got an anger issue. Well, I, I need to fill it with kindness or with patience. Whatever's leading me down that path of anger. Yeah. 
unrighteous anger. We're going to say that's unrighteous anger. I've got to struggle with, I always say, you know, pornography is an easy one to attack on because it's made so much money this last year. So everyone knows what it is, at least in theory. Hopefully you're not addicted to it. If you are, you can't just say, I want to stop being addicted to it. I've got to fill myself with, am I loving the women that are in these images, not my own gratification? I tell you what, those images are not them loving themselves. If you want to see some statistics on how many of those people were actually taken in, in the human trafficking trade, it's outrageous. We start focusing on these things as we grow in the Holy Spirit. We start focusing. And you know, whatever that temptation is, whatever that thing that you're struggling with, if we focus on the Holy Spirit and we start working with the Holy Spirit, these things will start becoming, not go away, but they will start becoming less. And as, we, as other believers come beside us and we know we're not alone anymore, we can withstand those temptations together. As we focus on the Holy Spirit, we focus, the Bible doesn't say, Philippians doesn't say, and you know what, focus on what is negative so you can overdo it. Philippians says, focus on what is good, what is pure, what is holy. And the Bible tells us we shall know them by their fruits. And so we're going to be known not by what we're against. We're going to be known by how we behave. Too many Christians are known because they're anti-abortion, anti uh, you know, homosexual, anti, anti, you name it, whatever we're anti. Anti having a good time. Anti. No, we need to be known by our fruits. And what are the fruits of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, goodness, and self control. I missed one. Goodness and self control. It's like, that's why I count. <laughs> there are nine of them. And so as we start thinking about this, we start thinking our next, what, 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 what are our next steps? What can we do with this? Well, as we go through these, we're going to be going through these for the next uh, couple months. Yes, months. There are nine of them. We're going to start to see that we need to grow. But as we, right now, we can start thinking, what are the areas in my life where I need to grow in some of these things? John Maxwell, he's one of those leadership gurus. He said, if you want to grow, there's, always, there's two things you want, to, you want to be focused on. He says, you want to be focused on you want to you always be working on one skill when something like, you know, that could be walking or eating without spilling or, or, uh, or math or studying Greek, you know, whatever is one skill and one choice, like attitude, like love, joy, peace, patience. And we can focus on this and what are we growing in? 
Maybe what are we resisting? Because we can resist the work of the Holy Spirit because we like the way those instant gratifications feel. We like that. And these long-time gratifications may be better for us, healthier, but it's sure hard not to go for that instant gratification. Let me, let me t- give you a good, good example. That second helping of ice cream. How many of you are going to grab that second helping of ice cream? You know you're going to hate yourself later. But it feels so good right now. It's hard. And instead of saying, I'm not going to think about ice cream, of course you're going to think about ice cream. We fill it with the desire that I want to be healthy. And we fill it with those desires, working towards goals. And these, the ice cream will, will solve itself. So if we're focused on these negatives all the time, well, you know, I'm a no ground, nothing, no good sinner. You're going to stay there. We got to focus in on the positives. How can I grow with Christ, as I, Christ grows these fruits within me as we walk in the Spirit together. What areas of, do we need to crucify? But what areas do we need to fill with the Spirit? And so that's what we're thinking about today. What is our next steps? Father God, I praise you today. Lord, I pray that you would continue to grow in us the whole, this, this, these fruit that you have given us. That you would grow them to ripen them, to make them delicious, that we may be known by them. As we are known for our love, we're known for our joy, we're known for our peace, we're known for our, our, our patience and goodness and gentleness and stuff. Lord, we pray that we are known for these things and not known for all those anti-things. Help us to put away those negatives and focus on those positives that we may focus on what is good and pure and righteous. Lord, we love you and we want to follow you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for walking beside us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.